Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. And we're back for another week. Another week. Yes, Maurice, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was, you know, daylight savings time this weekend. Uh, so that fucked me all the way up yes. on Sunday. Uh, and, and on today. Yeah, today too. <laughs> but, you know, just chilling. It was um, bad weather on over the weekend, so kind of stayed in a little bit. Where you live? By the art museum. I mean, you live in Philadelphia proper. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous on Saturday. Saturday, I mean, but Sunday was raining. Well, Sunday was nasty. Yeah, and on Sunday because we were inside, and so have a trip coming up. So we did some planning for that. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> on Sunday evening, I found this new show on TLC, the Learning Channel. Yeah. Okay. Um, called Drag Me Down the Aisle. Have you heard about? Oh, this show? I heard about this. It yeah. has like um, who's the Asian one I really like? Jujubee. Jujubee. Yeah. So it, it has, has. Does it have um Jiggly Caliente? No, uh, I forget what that one's name is. But okay. The bigger one, you mean? Yeah. I mean, she's a little bit. She's a little wide. Yeah. Um. So it has BB Zahara Benet, who mm-hmm. is the winner of the first season of RuPaul's yes. Drag Race. Cameroon. Yes. <laughs> and then it has Juju B. Juju B was everything. Everything. I love Juju B. And then the two other ones, I don't really know, but apparently they were on Drag Race. One's named Thorgy. Oh, Thorgy Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like Thorgy. She you plays did? the violin. She yeah. was a little quirky. Yeah, Her makeup very, was very messy. Very messy. But she has a certain style of drag yeah. that I can appreciate. Yeah, I like his personality. You know, mm-hmm. even because yeah. they did like a little part out of drag too. Right. Um, he still got them locks. Still, yeah. You know, I feel funny about white people with locks. Is he white or is he a little mixed? I don't know. I just thought Thorgy was like a white man. I don't know. His skin looked a little olive. So I was like, uh, maybe he might be a that little. Reads, I mean, he does seem to like read books and seem mm-hmm. pretty conscious. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it had them. It's it seems like a combination of Say Yes to the Dress and then Queer Eye. Because they each have their own kind of... Um, style one's fashion one's okay like culture one's like it just seemed like a mix food of, or something yeah 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 okay decor or some something got like it that. yeah but it was cute are these weddings like david tutera style very t- over the top no, and tacky they're very like low budget oh i'm gonna have to yeah. watch this then and so the first episode was um set out in lancaster so not too far from here okay yeah yeah nice it was cute it was, cute. It was a cute little show you know i'm just so proud of the drag phenomenon mm-hmm. i mean it has just become so mainstream and happening Pretty right much, now but yeah. with, between rupaul's drag race there was like some drag cartoon on netflix mm-hmm. um with like the superheroes yeah with um shangela was in that I think. yeah but let's like i mean shangela was in a star is born mm-hmm. i mean drag is becoming mainstream girls yeah. are making money and yeah. coin and traveling the world and getting 401ks okay i'm thinking about you know getting the lace front and doing a good beat because <laughs> they're making good money Go for it. You yeah. know, I'd be a good drag queen, too. Oh, really? Yeah. You know I would. Go for it. Mm-mm. You don't even have to shave your beard these days. Oh, no, no, no. If, I, <laughs> if I'm going to do drag, I'm going to have to shave my legs, my arms. Because yeah. I, you know, I like fishy queens. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm already, what, six foot three, broad ass <laughs> shoulders. I'm not going to be yeah. the fishiest. But yeah, my weekend was nice. It was another jam-packed, exhausting mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. but filled with fun. Um, Friday night. I went to, uh, had a dinner date, went to Barcelona, Barcelona, it's a little restaurant. The wine bar? Yeah, the wine bar had it's, tapas. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. And then I um, went to the Alice Smith concert. Don't know her. 
Well, I mean, she's like a, I'm trying to explain her music. I love Alice Smith. She's been, her first album came out like years ago, 2008. She hasn't had an album since 2013. Wow. So, but she's coming out. She, she played a lot of her newer stuff. I think she's coming out with a new project. Okay. And um, she's an awesome vocalist. You should check her out if you haven't or if you Probably don't won't. know her. It was a sold out show. Um, <laughs> Where at? <laughs> Boot and Saddle. So that's like 12 seats. Well, let me tell you, child, that was my first time actually going to Boot and Saddle in a standing room. Mm-mm. And my ass is too old to do the standing you room. You stay doing standing room, though. Because, you know, I like those up-and-coming, niche, fringy But you have artists. a whole job. That's for, like, standing room is for, like, poor college students. But I stand Alice Smith. So if I have to stand to see her, I, I will do that. <laughs> but I, I am going to have to be a little bit more discerning about yeah. who I do that for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a great concert, awesome. Mm-hmm. But I got pissed, right? Because it's my thing. Doors was at 7.30. Mm-hmm. I got there promptly at 7.35. Um, what? Oh, Doors opened. Doors, yeah, Doors okay, opened gotcha, at 7.30. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I got there at 7.35. The okay. show did not start until 8.30. On the ticket. On the ticket. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I checked my coat and I was coat check number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was there early. I've <laughs> okay. been the front of stage. So, you know, come 8.30, mm-hmm. the place is getting packed. It's getting yeah, hot. Yeah. It's getting tight. You're squishing in. And this one black bitch mm-hmm. was up in there cursing and yelling and being indignant and wrong. And it Why? took every fiber of my being not to curse her the fuck out mm-hmm. and slap her across her face on International Women's Day. <laughs> this past Friday. <laughs> but she was just like, this some bullshit. She's like, all the tall motherfuckers to the back. She oh, was wow. like, she's like, all y'all black men is sons of bitches. Like she was going off and like saying like, since when black men just stand in front of black women, you blocking my view, you blocking my view. I said, ma'am, we all yeah. could have got here at 730. Mm-hmm. Your ass showed up late. You get to the back. You know yeah. what it was hitting for. We each paid $11.50 Thank for this you. ticket. Like don't be up in here cursing people out and making people really uncomfortable yeah. by being loud and ignorant and wrong. Mm-hmm. So she just pissed me off. But mm-hmm. other than that, that was nice. Okay. Uh, I worked on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to the uh, then went for dim sum. Oh, okay. At Ocean Harbor, yeah. like you don't like it there. They don't have any vegetarian options. They do. They have like bok choy. Well, and that's it. <laughs> All they have is a chicken feet. And yeah, it's very authentic <laughs> yes. dim sum. It's not Americanized dim sum Mm-mm. whatsoever. But that was good. And then went to the flower show. <sighs> the flower show. I haven't been in a long time. It was packed. It was like you couldn't even move. Was it the last day? No, last day was Sunday. Oh, you went, I went on Saturday. Saturday. Okay, gotcha. So it was like packed. You couldn't even move. Mm-hmm. People are in there with like triple wide stra- strollers. Strollers. <sighs> which I'm like, they should just leave that out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was nice. It wasn't one of the best years. You know, the people theme. might know the Philadelphia International mm-hmm. Flower Show this year was the theme was um, love. Flower power. Or flower power. Yeah. Like the in the 60s. 50th anniversary yeah. of Woodstock. Yes. So, um, but it was not. Horrible. It was just it just wasn't impressive. I've been in years mm-hmm. past where it was like, oh, wow, I was yeah. blown away. It yeah. was an, an immersive mm-hmm. artistic experience, experience where this was uh, much more heavily focused on the International Floral Design World Cup, okay. which I did not did even not know what is know was that was a, a thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was just less artistic. But uh, it was still a good time, and it's more. It's become way more commercial. Like there's a lot uh, more like demonstration spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, retail spaces mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but it was oh, nice. And then, yeah. um, what did I do after that? And just kind of hung out the rest of the day, went did okay. dinner and just gallivanted through the city. Mm-hmm. And, and then Sunday brunch and running my errands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not that eventful for you. It's not, it's but it of, was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. 
Okay. Well, child, what are we drinking this week? Tonight is your drink, so let's share what you got for us tonight. So tonight we are drinking a drink in honor and recognition of St. Patrick's Day. March 17th. March 17th. It seems like everybody's Irish. Um, So that's not till like next week, though. Next Sunday, yeah. But you know, in Philadelphia... People celebrate it yeah. three weeks straight yeah. up. Like, I think the St. Patrick's Day it's, parade was parade this past gonna... Sunday. Already? Yeah, it was this past Sunday. With all that rain? Yeah. Oh. It was. Okay. Because, yeah, like, driving through the city was mm-hmm. just horrible because it shut down all the streets. They shut down the streets, and then you see all those people. Yeah, and everyone, when I went to the flower show, mm-hmm. there were so many people that were just, like, outside the Reading Terminal mm-hmm. that were just blitzed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I think I got to the flower show around, like... 3 30 uh-huh so like yeah yeah uh, but our drink this week is called a black leprechaun yes and it's in honor of saint patrick's day you know a little bit of green but it's a sophisticated cocktail a little classy this cocktail has jameson whiskey mm. a slice of cucumber mm-hmm. you want to put in um about a half an ounce of elder flower liqueur so like saint germain so like saint germain mm-hmm. yes and then you're going to put in um, 0.75 ounces. You know, just just play with it. You know, just play with the proportions. <laughs> you don't have to be exact. Of fresh lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Then you want to put in simple syrup with a drop of honey. When you cook that down, you know, we use a lot of simple syrup on our cocktails here. And some ice cubes. And then just, you know, put a nice, healthy amount of um, Jameson. It's, it, you got to sip it slow. It, it burns. It's a little, if you're not a brown liquor drinker. I'm not. I'm not. Gotta so, sip it slow. This is gonna be an interesting episode tonight. Well, toast. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Luck of the Irish. <laughs> Luck of the Irish. Top of the morning to you. Yes. Um, <laughs> Get you some lucky charms. On the other side of the rainbow. Yeah. You know what I really want, though? What? A shamrock shake from McDonald's. Really? Yeah. Uh... So, my, me and my friend Jennifer, every March, we would go and get like a, a shamrock shake from McDonald's. But. Their ice cream machine is always down. Child. So, good luck getting The McDonald's by me just always be closed. They be like, um, <laughs> yes, they just be like, we're our, our machines down. I noticed, like, because where I live, there's like a trifecta of um, fast food restaurants, mm-hmm. like on each corner. Yeah. And without fail, like on the late night after mm-hmm. the club or whatever, mm-hmm. you go to at least two of them are always closed. They be like, oh, our system's down. I'm like, y'all lazy motherfuckers just don't want to work. They not trying to get robbed. That's why they shut I hear up. that. Well, yes, child, let's get into the <laughs> categories for the week. Yes. Category, category, category is... There are older men that like younger women. Is that There you? are younger women that like older men. Are you an older man that likes younger women? I'm an older man that love all women. 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 Yes. You know, this is a very serious topic. But the internet, the internet and the memes just get out of control. control. Y'all be My killing God. me. The only reason I have Instagram still to this day, because I'm not a social media person. Me I don't either. feel the need to share all my business I with don't. the world. Yeah. But I can't give up my memes. Mm-mm. You know Black how Twitter, sad life would be? It would. Black Twitter. <sighs> Y'all bring me so much joy. <laughs> so much untapped talent. There is. like Skills. I mean, that little meme was certified yeah, platinum. Certified platinum. Y'all got like graphic design skills. 
audio, you know, capabilities. Editing, I'll be doing it. Sound mixing. Yeah. Y'all need to be working on, um, you know, at Fox, you know. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Paramount Pictures. Mm-hmm. Go get you some jobs. Right. Because y'all clearly got a lot of time on your hands. But very talented. Very. But you know. Nonetheless. But yes, let's get into this R. Kelly interview. It might be old news by this point, but... It's still a hot category. It's still a hot category. Yes. Yes. I did not watch the interview. What? Well, you've seen it. I saw clips. Well, to be quite honest with you, the Uh interview was just clips. Because I stayed up and I watched it on Good Morning America. Okay. And they showed like a two-minute segment. Mm-hmm. What they showed you is exactly what you saw on, on Instagram. Instagram. Well. And I'm like, how come they just didn't sit down and show the full mm-hmm. 20, 30-minute segment? Yeah. Because like on, I think it was Tuesday, they showed the R. Kelly. Yes. Then part one. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, they showed R. Kelly part two. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, they showed the girl, the Joycelyn girl. and Alizé. That's not her name. Asriel. Yeah. I couldn't take her seriously because she's named after the cat from the Smurfs. Really? Yeah. Gosh. Gargamel's cat is named Azriel. Azriel? Yeah. I thought it was just like a ghetto play on Ariel. Well, it probably is. <laughs> or they probably just watch a lot of the Smurfs, because that was my favorite cartoon growing up, actually. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So as soon as I heard her name, all I could think of was the, the cat from the Smurfs. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. A mess. Yeah. And I didn't, like, the only, because at first I saw the clip where he was just, like, yelling and you know, 30 years. I've been doing it for 30 years. Is this the camera? Is this the camera? <laughs> it was so performative. And then he was like sweating and crying. I was just like... Hooting and hollering. Hooting and hollering. And then when he got up and Gail must have took all her Xanax that morning because she was so calm and she was sitting there. Robert. Robert. Gail was unfazed. What she, I think Gail knew exactly what she was getting herself into. I think that she knew that he would react mm-hmm. in this fashion. And I think that, you know, she just knew how to handle him in a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. You just let him kind of like stop Explode. and yell and scream. Yeah. And you just, okay, you done yet? You done yet. That was a black mother. It was. Yeah. It she absolutely was, was. Sitting there unfazed, unbothered, and just waiting until you tire yourself out. Mm-hmm. And then calm the fuck down. But this is the thing I do want to say about R. Kelly and his response. To me, one, where was his lawyer? I don't think that he has one or can afford one because allegedly he couldn't afford his bail. Well, he couldn't afford that child support either. And he had child support. Yeah. So, and the bail, I think, was $161,000. So, bail set at 10%. So, so that's $16,000. Yeah. R. Kelly don't got $16,000. Maybe he doesn't have it liquid, maybe... Oh, yeah, liquid. But again, R. Kelly should have $16,000 liquid. Mm -hmm. Like cash money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, Lady Gaga pulled all his songs, so... Or that song they worked on together. Well, honey, that that song wasn't that hot, though. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, is like, you know, there's different expectations in how different groups can respond and react, right? Mm -hmm. Um... If a woman was to respond that way to an accusation okay. that was true, mm-hmm. because we have video photographic evidence, well. you know, mm-hmm. and we know what's up. And this is not an old discussion. Again, this has been happening for 30 years, the majority of my life, well. you know, mm-hmm. but for him to react like that, I think that he was hysterical. I think that he was unhinged. Yeah. And I think that it only um, drove home his guilt. Yeah. Like, the histrionics were 
it was just too extreme. Like if he was telling the truth, I don't think that would be the reaction that mm-hmm. he would be giving. Right. Like if he honestly did not do any of this stuff that he's being accused of, yeah, you would be upset, but not to that level. And also, like you have to think about your your strategy, right? Because right. at this point, he's already been arrested, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, charges. Well, I don't know the whole. Story. Well, well, there's a pending investigation. I, don't I honestly, I'm tired mm-hmm. of it too. But I'm just thinking that anything you do in the public realm mm-hmm. can and will be used against you in the court mm-hmm. of law. And you don't think they're gonna play Jesse these Smollett. tapes? Okay. You know what I'm saying? But also, I mean, Jesse Smollett and R. Kelly are two different examples of bad acting. <laughs> Honestly. And I mean, I'm going to give R. Kelly a pass because he's not an actor. Right. Right. R. Kelly was just over the top yeah, with it and it was yeah. too much. But I think that, again, both of those men fucked up in the point that they're trying to use media mm-hmm. in a way that is not strategic. At all. And it, it actually doesn't benefit them. At all. It's going to actually harm yeah, them to when, the it, when it gets to court. Yeah. Like, who thought this was a good idea? Right. And where was your wardrobe stylist? Because you look like a deacon from the church. Oh, yes. He looked bad. Yeah. That gray suit. Yeah. But, I mean, like, again, even if I was Jesse's attorney, mm-hmm. n- no one goes on a national no. television morning talk show yeah. without their attorney. Even right. with Black China. Got to Gloria see somebody. <laughs> Lisa all. Bloom. Is it Lisa Bloom? Lisa Bloom was Black oh. China, but Gloria Allred, Lisa yeah, Bloom's mother. Yeah. Did you know that's her mom? What? Yes, bitch. Oh, you ain't okay. know? Okay. It makes a lot more makes, sense. Uh, yes, now. Yes, 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 yes. Gloria Allred uh-huh. is the mother of Lisa Bloom. Wow. Yes. Okay. So that's why they get them kind of cases. Uh-huh. I don't know how they get paid from them, mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah. But even Black China's ass. Yeah. Has a press conference and she has her attorney there, right contro- there. controlling the narrative because mm-hmm. the attorney is going to be thinking prospectively mm-hmm. and strategically mm-hmm. for the trial, yeah, or for the settlement. For, exactly. it's, it's very strategic, yeah. And I mean, like Jesse Smollett, all that shit he said is only going to reinforce the fact that he made that false ass report. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. not good for him because no. then you're like making even more false statements. Yeah, exactly. In the, in the public realm and, yeah. and you're making it newsworthy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean it's already newsworthy but you're kind of perpetuating right, the misinformation right. yeah and then like R. Kelly again yeah. where's y'all lawyers but you know he had his makeup people there <laughs> they was blotting that face with yeah. that powder I mean he was sweating mm. it was a mess it was not a good look right them. big ups to Gail I thought she had too many bracelets on her hand on her right arm she did it was a little it was a little bit much it was distracting yeah. Especially when she was mimicking his movements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a way to like play him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really honestly tired of discussing the R. Kelly thing. Yeah, I think so. that it just needs to go to court and mm-hmm. be handled there. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. I commend Gail King in her professionalism and keeping her composure with R. Kelly. Okay. But again, I think that, that she was more prepared with him because he yeah. was the, the headliner mm-hmm. of the interview, if you okay. will. Okay. His opening acts or I guess closing acts, or whatever. whatever the supporting was. cast yeah. was this Joycelyn, horrible name, and Asriel, mm-hmm. <laughs> horrible name. Again, people, names are important. Yeah. Please take a lot of stock in naming your child. I'm not saying you can't get creative, but Joycelyn? Yeah. Because I keep wanting to call her Jocelyn. I thought it he, was he, Jocelyn. Well, he calls her Jocelyn, too, and that's his girlfriend. Wow. Allegedly. Wow. But... I think that where she um did not where, where she really kept her composure more so than the R. Kelly interview mm-hmm. was interviewing them little two rude ass stank ass little girls. Well, no, 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 no. no. Let me tell you, 
Because when the one girl, Azriel, started popping off with she that did finger, pop all the way and she off. was like, uh uh-uh, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, next question, next question, we mm-hmm. done. Uh-uh, as a woman, honey, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. darling. Uh, that's when, if I was Joe, I'm not, <laughs> if I was Gail, <laughs> uh-huh. I would have popped off on her and put her in her little place. Well, there was like one question that she asked that was a little out of line. She did not. She, she said. Did, she no. said, "What is the nature of your relationship?" She was asking. She's all... like. She's like. We're together. We're a couple. We watch mm-hmm. movies. We go to the amusement yeah. park like a fucking <laughs> child. Because you're a fucking child. Twenty one or not. Twenty one. You would. Ch- but again, twenty one is young. I don't even. How old is R. Kelly? I don't know how old is R. Kelly. He's in his forties. Too damn old. Basically. Basically. Too damn old. But, I mean, the one question that Gail asked because she kept like drilling in this question like but that's asking what about their does. sexual relationships or their sexual activities well because that, that is the that is the whole underlying thing the whole thing that makes this a crime is the fact that he's having sex with underage girls recording said they, sex with underage girls but those two girls who were there they're of age well this is the thing but it's alleged that they were not of age when he initially met them. Because of Joycelyn, oh, Joycelyn is now 21. Mm-hmm. He met her five years ago. You What's the, the age of consent in Illinois? I believe, I'm not, I think that it's 17. So he met her, oh, he would have okay. met her well. a year under. So again, and then there's Never also, <laughs> also understand that there's presently videos that have just, come, that recently come out of See. him with a 14 year old girl. And wow. she's referring to her body parts and herself as 14 year old in the video. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's also someone else. This is the part that gets me. It's the complacency, and it's the um, almost the um, what's it called? Not accomplice, but like you're kind of like in on it mm-hmm. within the community. But some guy said that he he had a duffel bag in his house with like DVDs, and he like opened up one of the DVDs, and he's like, it was like a um, videos of R. Kelly with young girls. Oh my. So he turned it into the police, and I'm like, okay, well now <laughs> the police need to arrest you for having possession yeah, of child pornography yeah. because you knew what you had. Mm-hmm. And don't 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 get a bad conscience now. If anything, mm-hmm. you should just burned it and went about your business and nobody had to know. <laughs> what? That's part of R. Kelly's song. Keep it on the down. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> oh my God. It's so in my subconscious. It's in my subconscious. Oh no. A mess. We need to move on. Oh child, yes. This. I'm sorry. But R. Kelly is 52 for the record. Oh, okay. Yes, he was born oh. in 1967. Yeah. Child. January so the 8th. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the little girls was rude, and they were and, rude. And though. um, Gail should have got their little asses right together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gail had read her serenity prayer that morning. She did. She was good. Exodus fourteen and fourteen. Be oh. still and let God fight your battles. Nah, I would have fought them little girls. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I would have fought their little asses wow. and their little J.C. Penney's shoes oh. and suits. Oh. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Next category, category, category is Michael Jackson. So you're going to know last week. Yeah, we touched on this last week. We touched week. on it last week with the documentary mm-hmm. Finding Neverland, which chronicles the stories of two grown men who accused... Trying to get some money. I mean, what's that? But accu- who, tried to, who are now posthumously accusing... Right. Uh, Michael Jackson of child molestation, which is a very serious crime and is very analogous mm-hmm. to the R. Kelly situation in right. this time. It seems very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. And again, 
I don't even want to talk about the documentary. Mm-hmm. I think the people are going to form their own opinions. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Do what you will. Mm-hmm. Or I, don't watch it. Or don't watch it. Yeah. I want to have, or I mean, whatever. I don't have a judgment. <laughs> but, you know, I will choose to believe victims. And not that, not that victims, like, have a certain amount of time to come forward. But, but I don't believe the victims get to, at the age of 35, flat out 40. deny uh-huh. and then come 45 after the person is dead, no longer able to defend themselves right. say, oh, well, actually, I was lying mm-hmm. in a court of law or yeah. I perjured myself. Like, it's just, it's insane yeah. to me. Because yeah. now it's like, now you committed perjury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just, what's yeah. going on here? Mm-hmm. But um, I think that I want to talk about now, like, the radio stations mm-hmm. in the media, in the culture of banning Michael Jackson. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't think that it's... Well, I think the vast difference between the R. Kelly situation and the Michael Jackson situation is that Michael Jackson is dead. Mm -hmm. And these allegations that they're making, he has no opportunity to refute them or even present his own version of the facts. Right. You know, so I just, I do think that it is a little attention seeking money grubbing. And I just always question the motives of, why, why are you bringing this to light now? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just think that, you know, we, like I said last week, we live in this culture now where we always believe the victim. Like, no matter what they say, we're going to believe them because they said it. But, you know, looking at other factors of, well, why are they saying it? And why is now the time that they're saying it? And then, like you just said, when it contradicts everything they've said previously, then why is it pertinent now? And right. I just think that... In this situation, it just seems like they're trying to get money. And I think they're bringing up a really good cultural shift right mm -hmm, now. And mm -hmm. I think that we kind of collectively, as a world and Mm -hmm. nation, need to have a conversation with ourselves. Given the rise of the Jussie Smollett Mm -hmm. issue, given now this Finding Neverland documentary with Mm -hmm. these claims. Because I've always been taught, and it's been ingrained in me, that... You don't accuse somebody of something that they didn't do. Right. That is a very, very serious accusation. Mm -hmm. I remember my freshman year of college, there was um, a girl Mm -hmm. who alleged that some basketball players had um, sexually assaulted her. Oh, okay. I got a story about that too. And like, you know, raped her. Mm -hmm. And it went all the way to court. Mm -hmm. These guys were NBA bound, lost, Mm -hmm. lost their, they they were kicked out of school, lost Mm -hmm. their scholarships. Their whole careers were ruined. Mm -hmm. um, You know, then after the trial, she recanted. Mm. And it was like, you know, mm. she got like probation. But it's like, you ruined these people's lives. lives. And I think that um, it's really damaging. But I still have just always been ingrained in me that mm-hmm. you never accuse someone of something that they did not do. Because right. that right. is just, it ruins your credibility yeah. forever. forever. And also, I'm always worried about protecting my karma. Yeah, But it's also just like, maybe our culture really is shifting and maybe I'm being naive to the fact that well, people are being exploitative and mm-hmm. opportunistic no, they by, are. By, by presenting themselves as victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because similar story, on my campus, every fall, I wouldn't say every semester, but definitely every fall, mm-hmm. um, there would always be an, al- an allegation. We'd get like this blast email over like the company, um, over <laughs> the university um, listserv that... Right you know, this young white female student got raped and it was always a black man mm-hmm. between five eight and, and six, six six. Right. So everybody. Yeah. From light to dark skinned 
and he was wearing a hoodie mm. and it would put campus on like high alert mm-hmm. for like weeks and weeks and weeks. The girl would always withdraw from school. She would transfer to another school. But, you know, this search would go on for like months, almost like the entire fall semester. And then it would come out like at the end of the semester that she was making it up. But campus police were always like targeting the black males to like look, you know, to look for this man who fit this description that she gave them. Right. And then every single time her reasoning was that she didn't get picked for the sorority that she wanted to rush. And so she was so emotionally distraught. But black sororities and white sororities ain't even like nowhere near each other. That's huh? I, 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 I don't understand. Like, it's so the incongruent. white no, no. But the white girl would say that she didn't get picked for like whatever sorority rush she was doing. Cause you know, they do them every fall, right? Like right after school starts. Right. So she didn't get picked for the one she wanted. So she didn't want to be at the school anymore. So she couldn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So instead of wow. sucking it up and be like, okay, well, I didn't get this one. But you know how white sorority rushes, like uh-huh. you rank them or whatever. And so she was so distraught. She didn't want to be at the school anymore. So she made up a story so that her parents would, you know, let her withdraw from school and transfer somewhere else. But so because she couldn't wear a color, she's going to ruin yeah. somebody's life. Like she, that's yeah. just the insignificance of yeah. black lives are yeah. to some people. Yeah. That is shocking. And so, it, and no fail, it happened every single year. Wow. But so. you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I think that when it comes to women, specifically with sexual assault, mm-hmm. that I think that sexual assault is a lot more prevalent than maybe we want to admit or recognize. And I think okay. that the Me yeah. Too movement is bringing that to light. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's good. But I think that historically that, you know, um, there in, in this country, in given our history with, you mm-hmm. know, white, black slavery, because it does matter. Right. You know, we can trace it back to Emmett Till or yeah. uh, to Central Park Five mm-hmm. or even to, you know, fictional novels like If Beale Street Could Talk, mm-hmm. where people make false accusations mm-hmm. because the police coerce them to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even like they say that eyewitness accounts are not, not reliable whatsoever, Mm-mm. you know, so like. God forbid someone rape you, you could actually not even remember because you're in, in shock and mm-hmm. in trauma that you don't even recall who the yeah. person is. But then some people in our culture are vilified, so you just automatically go to that group, yeah. right? But to me, what's shocking is now, I think that that's always kind of been like a worry mm-hmm. for, you know, that that white people would kind of project that on the black people as mm-hmm. us being the, 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 you know, subjugated group in this right. country. Mm-hmm. But now what's shocking to me is that like in 2019, a black gay man did that. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's just, it's, an, it doesn't make sense. It, it's like yeah. a non sequitur. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, mm-hmm. you know, because like, we're not believed already, but we kind of went off on a little We tangent. did. But... But I think that was a good conversation to mm-hmm. have had. Yeah. But I think that for me, when it comes to banning Michael Jackson's music, this is the, the distinction for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't even really go to the fact that I think that Michael Jackson as compared to, you know, R. Kelly with the mute R. Kelly mm-hmm. movement, right. that Michael Jackson is a much more formidable yeah. artist. Yeah. Um, Vocalist, mm-hmm. um, artistic genius, right. dancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, conceptualist. I mean, he changed. He he created music videos. Yeah, he changed the yeah. face of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there would be no Beyonce. We'll there would not her. be a lot of people. There would not be a lot of people without, without a Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, and um, he's beloved mm-hmm. internationally. But the the again, it all hinges on the fact that this man has been dead for ten yeah. years. Yeah. And I think that the whole purpose in muting R. Kelly mm-hmm. is to stop R. Kelly from getting money. Yeah. To to continue to 
you know, um, live out these acts mm-hmm. and perpetrate these acts, mm-hmm. you know, and to protect himself. Because yeah. please believe R. Kelly has system instru- systems and structures mm-hmm. through his managers, through connections yeah. to the police department, through how he gets these girls mm-hmm. that has insulated him. And that has been funded by money. Once that money dries up. Yeah. And once that access and once that information, like, you know, muting R. Kelly makes sense to me. Muting Michael Jackson doesn't. It doesn't. If you personally don't want to choose mm-hmm. to listen to Michael Jackson, you're well they within don't. your right to yeah. do so. I personally choose to not listen to Chris Brown. Well. Right? But I don't be mad if I hear Chris Brown on the radio. I mean, some of his songs were hot. They were hot. <laughs> Back in the day. They were, he could dance. He could dance he a little bit. He was before cute. he got all them tattoos. Yeah. Mm, but I mean, but I just I that's a personal choice of mine. Yeah. But I also I'm not mad that other people want to listen to Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. I'm not mad that people want to listen to R. Kelly. I personally choose not to listen to R. Kelly. But I think it's a statement. But have, as, as society, okay, and as like you know, uh, radio stations mm-hmm. and people in the media. Yeah. Do do does the is that responsible for the media to do? Right. Right. But like, were you even listening to R. Kelly like that? No. Right. I don't think many people have been. So no. I think that the, you know, call to action to mute R. Kelly is a little bit like people aren't even checking for him. Like, I mean, for a while. you know, niggas do like to step in the name of love at a wedding. <sighs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> but I just feel like they're talking about banning Michael Jackson. They're taking down like these statues. Them statues was ugly anyway. They didn't look mm-hmm. nothing like Michael Jackson. And I feel like the people are not going to mute or really even ban Michael Jackson because like his impact on the world and on music in you know general is just sure and, and it's also a question prolific. of how far do we go right because one of the most prolific superstars in America and is, is represents the most American is Elvis Presley well, yeah. and Elvis Presley married a 14 year old I mean Priscilla I mean yeah. Elvis Presley was known to like little girls but again, I mean, well, Elvis Presley was what in the fifties. So, mm. like, do we? Is it okay to not go back that far? Like, where does right. it stop? Where does it stop? It, it's, it's a slippery slope because, mm. I mean, Elvis was just out here publicly with his. I mean, it could be argued that Michael Jackson was to a certain extent too. But I think that it was kind of cloaked in his mm. uh, eccentricity. Right. Well, no, eccentric. Either way. Okay. Well, he was just a weirdo. <laughs> no, he was eccentric. Wacko Jacko. Yeah. Well, child, moving on. Yeah. Category, category, category is a no, no, a no, no, a no, no. No, no, you should not be singing. I'm sorry. You know, I, I almost sing every episode, and yeah, you always you tell me stop. that I should not. <laughs> so, Mariah Carey's uh, latest CD came out. Oh, CD. <laughs> music Her latest video. music video came out, and it was cute. I liked it. It was um, for the single "A No No," which is a it has a sample from the Lil Kim um, track mm-hmm. "Crush on You." Yes, and that video was hot, by the way. It was and iconic. It's iconic with like all the different um, colors mm-hmm. and like and the, the dancers, furs and, and the, the furs and the wigs. Yeah, it was cute. And so Mariah sampled that song, and then she presented her latest video. What on Friday? Mm-hmm. Of last week, and it was. And she built it up because I was waiting with bated breath. Yeah, I was waiting too because there had been all this talk or all this hype about a potential like Lil Kim remix and then a feature with Cardi B. Right. Yeah. And so watching <laughs> the video, I watched it like as soon as I got to work on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wait, like sitting there waiting, 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 and like nothing happened. 
As in there was no feature. There was no feature. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think well, a lot of hype was built. And I think that actually a no-no was like my second favorite song on the entire album. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it has that nostalgia of the little Kim. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But I think that it was a missed opportunity. Okay. She didn't seize the opportunity. I think that the song was already good. Right? Yeah. yeah. She gave us a, 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 a good video yeah. for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. And she did new vocals at the end. So I'm going to... Lead into that. Um, you bit. know, she looked very out of place on public transportation. <laughs> the video was actually kind of reminiscent of Janet Jackson. Uh, Doesn't really matter. Nutty professor video, very futuristic in a sense. It was like kind of like futuristic subway. It was like when she was like in Japan. Oh, in Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was dancing uh-huh, on that platform. Uh-huh, At least uh-huh. it put me in that mind frame. Okay. Because I've never seen a video like that from Mariah Carey. Okay. It was bright, it was colorful, bright. It was very and futuristic, her, yeah. and, and showed all these different people. Mm-hmm. Didn't show a lot of her, <laughs> but um. Uh-huh. Not really. It had the twins in it, though. Who? The twins. Oh, did it? I miss them. Really? It had her boyfriend in it. And I was like, yeah, he got too well, much screen time. He did. But I think that it was just a, a missed opportunity. I think that it could have kind of like, she could have stepped her pussy up, as so oh. to speak, if she would have, uh, you know, gagged the girls or the little Kim Cardi B feature. Right. So she did record um, new vocals for it towards the end. And so... Mariah really only does that when she does a remix. Okay. And so that gives me some hope that maybe in the future, in maybe a few weeks, because Jermaine Dupri was saying, um, you know Jermaine Dupri, mm-hmm. big time producer. Used to date Janet. Used to date Janet, yeah. Yes. So he's like really um, tight with like the brat, Missy, like everybody mm-hmm. from like back in the day. And so he was saying that, um, you know, the... Regular song drops and then you drop the remix. He's like, right. so old school. That's how yeah. you do it. And he's like, people don't know that you know that formula any anymore because now it's just like put out whatever you got like all right now. Mm-hmm. So like old school is like you put out the single, you you know, right? Because like now that. you got like like Tatiana has like the um you know I like that song. It's a little ratchet. Oh, Bust okay. down Tatiana has he's that. a horrible rapper. Okay. His name's like Blue Eyes, but he has like the Cardi B feature. Mm-hmm. Like Cardi B has a remix. Um. Young Jeezy has a remix. YG has a remix. Oh, Nicki Minaj has a, it's like yeah. five variations of his yeah, song. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, yeah. Mariah Carey is very classic she's, like that. Yeah, she's yeah. going to give you classic she's rollout. Give you the classic way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hopeful that in the future, because like in the last few scenes of the video when she's doing like the new vocals, then she like switches to a completely different outfit. She did. So I'm like, mm, okay. and the hair was a little different. And the hair was different. So like something's coming. So maybe she's going to step off that subway. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lil Kim and Cardi gonna be waiting for yeah, her on the platform. Yeah, She's like, yeah. come on, girls, let's go. Yes. But yeah, I, I I think it, I hope that maybe in like four to five weeks mm-hmm. we'll get it. Because yeah. honestly, I think a no-no is a cute little spring cute. summer. It's yeah. a cute spring summer yeah. song. Yeah. The weather break, you roll, you riding down the street with your, mm-hmm. with your uh, windows, windows down. down. Yeah. It has that vibe. So then the remix come like summertime. It's gonna be cute. Well, speaking of, because you know, we, we kind of mentioned how that video at least was reminiscent of Janet Jackson mm-hmm. to me. There were some overlaps. And, you know, I think that, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I know Mariah's a diva of choice, mm-hmm. but I was still just a little bit just disappointed. disappointed. I understand why uh-huh. she did what she did, and yeah. I know that it's her. But mm-hmm. I, the one thing I do say about Mariah is that she is a little stuck in her. She could, she could some of her fashions well, and some of her ways, she could kind of give us something new that's a little unexpected. And I think that that would have been okay. a great opportunity to do something that was unexpected and for the kids okay. and, and current. Mm-hmm. But, um... Who's also boring me, who was very unexpected and current, and dare I say it. Who? 
I know, I mean, she's the queen and I'll never take that away from her. And I know that she has something up her sleeve very soon. And I know I'm being a very impatient person. <laughs> and I know I'm coming off the heels of her sister's really, really good piece okay. of music last uh-huh, week. Uh-huh. But Beyonce, it's just a little, because I was actually thinking about it when I was sitting this past week with mm-hmm. Solange's work. And I was like, you know, Beyonce is, I think, the best living performer presently. Who can still perform? Who can still perform? Who can, okay. yeah, who can, okay. who, who's at the apex? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's older people who just mm-hmm. can't do it like they used to. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, she's like, she was the Michael Jackson of her time. I'll give her that. She's an international superstar and okay. she entertains. You can't take... She, I will never take that away from her. Right. She's an entertainer. She is. But I, I'm just sometimes like... I'm, I find myself getting like bored. Like, who is she? And mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, like, cause like I, I sat with that that, that piece of Solange work, and mm-hmm. I, I felt my soul. Okay. And not that Beyonce doesn't touch my soul. Beyonce just want to shake my ass, and that's good, well, and fine too, <laughs> and that sells tickets. Right. But I think that you also kind of want like that on an artist level. But maybe mm-hmm. you don't get that with your big entertainers. But Michael Jackson touched people's souls. Right. So right. I don't know. I'm yeah. not trying to make comparisons here. Well. But you know who my diva of choice? I kind of feel like it's always fluctuating. Really? It is. Because you were so, like, firm on Beyonce. I am still firm on Beyonce. And Beyonce is amazing. And I know she's going to hit us next week with, like, a surprise album. And I'm going to be, like, back on the Beyonce train. But I'm tired of that. Like, I feel like she should... I want her to do a major motion picture. No, she can't act. I want her to be more authentic and be more candid. Because everything she does just seems so staged and so produced and so Mm -hmm. not authentic that it just... I always question, and this is why I cannot connect with her, because, I mean, I do like her performance ability. I do think she's, you know, awesome in what she does. But on a personal level, I cannot connect with her because she seems too robotic mm-hmm. and too contrived and too produced. So, you know, the, the gay queens are reading us for filth right yes, now. Yes, the beehive is going to come. But, but no, I, I can kind of see what you're saying, because... Even though I think that a seat at the table is still better than mm-hmm. um, her most, when I get home, when I get home, mm-hmm. I, it spoke. It still spoke to me on mm-hmm. a certain level. I mean, Lemonade, I think, was the album that most spoke to me from Beyonce, but okay. it still was very like technical uh-huh. or contrived to a certain extent. But mm-hmm. that's also how Beyonce does. You have to remember she's been in the game since she was like four, right? Yeah. But it's this and she and she's the um more formidable of the two sisters, right? Okay. Like the fact that Janet Jackson has been able to do what Janet Jackson has done. J- Janet Jackson is a legitimate pop star. Like I think mm-hmm. Solange took another avenue of being like this alternative, quirky mm-hmm. artist. Janet Jackson straight up pop star. Who would have thought that you'd have a Michael and a Janet? Well, and I think their difference is their gender. Yeah. Because... The gender did play a difference because mm-hmm. she kind of balanced him right, out, right, the whole right. scream thing. Mm-hmm. But you have two girls. I mean, Solange yeah. couldn't exist in that same space right. with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But again, I still really believe that the gag is is that a good amount of Beyonce Solange. Y'all just yeah. don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I really believe that Solange did all of Lemonade. Mm-hmm. But that just goes back to my point that y'all might see a change in my diva choice. <laughs> You know, I'm fickle. You are. The gays be fickle. You are. Especially you. Well, child, speaking of other... Well, I'm not going to give her that title. Let me not play myself or her. <laughs> Please don't. Speaking of other people in the music industry, or actually in the acting industry, or actually in well, just the dancing industry, yeah. uh, Jennifer Lopez is engaged for the fifth time. For the fifth time. 
I don't really know her. I don't. You don't know her. Don't you don't know, know her life. I don't know her. But J Lo um, is engaged to Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> I can't even say. Gather your words. Gather your words. Alex Rodriguez. Rodriguez, former baseball player. Yes. So they were in the Bahamas. He's handsome. He's a good look. He's he's a nice look. Yeah. He's a nice look he's for her. He's a good look for her. I think he's the nicest look for. He, I think he's the nicest look that she's had, of the five. Just on looks, or like on total. Just on looks. Okay. Just on looks. Okay. But he okay. also has a nice portfolio. Mm-hmm. But Ben Affleck was kind of she 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 elevated Ben Affleck, but that wasn't him. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex Rodriguez, um, and Jennifer Lopez were in the Bahamas, I think, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And he proposed to her. He proposed marriage. Yeah, he proposed marriage. How many which, times has he been married? I think only the one time. Right. And he has the two daughters from the first um, wife. But he's had a really bad history with like infidelity. Mm. And so he essentially estranged the first wife, like just left. And wow. yeah, so they have like a bad history. But he has these two daughters from that marriage. Okay. And so he, he's, I mean, on Instagram, he's a good father. If they get married, catch that shade, this will be her right. fourth marriage. If that whole thing did not go down with the gun, with P. Diddy, I think that that would have been an engagement. But it she, would have, but yeah. But, you know, shit got too real. She was like, uh-uh. And she's like, Jenny from the block got to go. Yeah. She's like, I'm from the cul-de-sac, honey. <laughs> I ain't from the block, boo. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was, she ain't real enough. She mm-hmm. was like, I'm out. Um, I can't handle this. At all. She, that, that's really what ended that for them. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, and she didn't see it through with who else they ended it. Oh, Ben Affleck ended the ben engagement Affleck, like a smooth yeah, four days, like right? a week. Yeah, less than a week before the actual wedding was supposed to take place, um, he like canceled it. And I was like, "Oh, you can't get none of that money back. So you might as well you might as well just go through with it, have a big old party, and then just get it annulled like the day after." I don't know if I would do that. I would do that. I mean, because you I would, can't get the money back. I wouldn't want to see that motherfucker. But I'd have a party by myself. Mm, those are sad. Those are depressing. sad. But hey, I mean, I hope that this works out for her. But honestly, not for nothing. I mm-hmm. think it's kind of like, really, girl. I'm like, for what? Yeah, y'all ain't fitting to have no children at all. You y'all are both independently wealthy. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy each other's companionship. Yeah. What do you need to be married for? Yeah, why? Like, why? She'll be 50 this summer. Right. Like, why do all this? He's, like, in his 40s. I don't know how old he is. I mean, I guess you want to have a union before God and all that stuff. But, I mean, just, like, chill with each other. Yeah. The jig is up, girl. Like, you're of a certain age. You've been married three times before. But I don't see... I just don't see it. I don't see why you need to get married. Right. And I mean, her and Mark Anthony were together for, like, what? Like... A long uh, seven, time. eight years? Yeah, a long time. But I mean, all her other, like, marriages lasted well, like less a year. than a year. Yeah. So, like, the first one was, like, a waiter or somebody. And oh, they... he was, oh, Ohani Noah? Yeah, he that guy. He was cute. He was, like, giving you, like, Hawaiian realness. Yeah, I don't know what his ethnicity uh, was. He's Hawaiian. Oh, okay. Head. And then she married Chris Judd, the backup dancer, and they were together for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. And then she was with Mark Anthony. Yeah. Then she and... Uh, ben Affleck didn't get married, and then well, she was with Ben Affleck before Mark Anthony. Really? Well, she was with Mark Anthony, Ben Affleck, then she went back to Mark Anthony. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was also with P. Diddy somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's just, just too much. She's our modern day Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. She like collecting them rings. They all look the same, by the way. They do. She has a very particular type of ring that she likes. That emerald cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hey, girl, cute well. for you. I mean, good for her. I do think that he's on the plus side, he's age appropriate. Mm-hmm. He has had his own career, he's successful. He was successful in that. Like right. he is used to the limelight, but you know he doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. crave it or thrive. Right. You know, they have the Latin lover thing. Yeah, they have like their Latin lover thing. They're like, yeah. he's Dominican, she's um, Puerto Rican. Puerto, well, New Yorkian. Right. <laughs> you know, they got um. You know, their their industries are not the same, but they're right. kind of overlapping. Yeah. They're used yeah. to the limelight. Yeah. I think that he has an, I, amassed enough wealth that he's not intimidated by her. Exactly. Exactly. And I do think that going back to my diva of choice, mm-hmm. which is what I hope for her and wish for her, I think that this is the one area where JLo's got her beat. Also in fashions, because I think that JLo. <laughs> I love that too. Because no, JLo slays See, the red carpet. Yeah, because, I mean, but because JLo is age appropriate, she's sexy, but not like. Oh, thirsty. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, with. Mariah's fashions, they can be a little immature, like they're like either too tight or it's showing too much it's or it's too just short. too short. It's ill fitting. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Poor but, color, poor fabric choices, poor texture. I mean, fishnets are bad. All right, okay. I'm that's sorry. Enough. But with JLo, she gives you, she'll give you tight, but she can be covered from like neck to toe. She gives you opulence. She can give you, yeah, she can like show enough, but like not too much. Or she can, I mean, some of her stuff do be trashy too, though. Some of but it she, is a, can be garish. She takes yeah. she takes chances, and whenever yeah. you take chances, you're gonna have you're gonna, some misses. Yeah, but nine but, times out of ten, bitch, mm-hmm. she slays. And she, again, right. she could be covered from from neck mm-hmm. to toe, and she always looks sexy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where Mariah kind of misses it, where she thinks to be sexy, you got to show it all. Sometimes. Her sexiness is very obvious, and then yeah, whereas sexy can be understated. Like mm-hmm. you might be covered like all in the front, have a little low back, or right. like you know you might show this, but don't show all of that. Yes, ladies, it's legs, breasts, or back. Not not all, all three of them at the same time. And so with you know this relationship, I think you know we said a Rod is at a certain level of success. Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't he's not intimidated by Mariah's success, and they don't look mismatched right and i think that jayla wasn't financing him or feeding him right right and so with um well she she had her moment where she was dating like her backup dancers and that's essentially what she oh jayla oh oh, chris judd and um and um casper Casper, the friendly ghost basically (laughs) um now Mariah's dating like her backup dancer, and so like when you have these Morgan Morganatic relationships, the what Morganatic relationships? What does that mean? Define that. It's where there two people are in a relationship, but they're of unequal social status. Morganatic. Morganatic. Yes. Wow. Thank yes. you. Learn something. And it's often when it goes back to like British nobility okay. and aristocracy, where usually it's usually when like a woman. Of a certain rank, like she's a duchess or she's a marchioness or, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Are you looking at it? I am. <laughs> well, I learn new words. I have to look them up. You yeah. know, I'm a visual learner. I got to read yeah. the definition yeah. and commit it to memory. And so it's usually like when a woman of a higher status marries a, a man of a lower Relating status. Relating to or denoting a marriage in which neither the spouse of lower rank nor any children have any claim to the possessions or title of the spouse of the higher rank. Yes, exactly. And so... Okay, vocabulary <laughs> come the fuck through. Yes, I, you know, am learned. I read books. Yes. And so it's like when, essentially, like, say, J-Lo and Mariah, they're at a higher status. Okay. When they're dating, like, a background dancer, it, it doesn't look good for them. And I can't take I say this. them seriously. This is what I will say. Uh-huh. Both of them are women of a certain, certain age, age. And I'm just going off of straight biology, mm-hmm. which is a driver. Mm-hmm. I think that they are women that are in their sexual prime and peak. Okay. Right? Because they're premenopausal. Stop. That's not shade. That's just facts. But. But they're in their sexual peak. And oftentimes, they date men that are in their 20s and 30s because that is their sexual peak. So it's they can match. So I think mm-hmm. and it's the pheromones and all of that that they're giving off. And these are backup dancers, so you know they got rhythm. <laughs> so the stroke game's probably good. And I'm just saying, and these women but. don't need for nothing. All they need a man for, really, is that. Okay, think about but, it. Think about it. But just saying. I think long term, and I don't think that is gonna last. Like No, that won't sustain a relationship. Yeah, it can't sustain. Like Brian was couldn't even buy a t shirt or That's a jacket. Mr. Tanaka. Yeah, he couldn't buy a t-shirt or a jacket when they were on, like, tour. And so she had to buy it for him. Like, really, girl? And it's already a conflict. It's like she pays him. Yeah. I'm like, I know what your check looks like, so you should be able to But I'm not this. mad at Brian. He's just along for the ride. I guess. But I think that Mariah needs not a man of a certain status to legitimize her or no. anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But Compliment. Compliment. Like, you know, you're a woman of a certain status. You're a certain age. You should have, you know, someone on a certain level to the Barack to her Michelle, right? And I have a list of people who you should date, Mariah. Did you, did you compile a list? I really did. Not with your Patty Stanger ass, <laughs> millionaire matchmaker. I did some research, so Mariah, you owe me a consulting fee if you date any of these men on this list. So I'm so mad. <laughs> Go on with this list. I mean, but so, it's a diva choice you're invested. Yes. So I'm going to start low and then I'm going to go high. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for just a little young thing to get you, you know, together, mm-hmm. Sean Mendez, who is really cute. Isn't he gay? I mean, he's not come out. She'll need to be pulling no Priyanka Chopras. Nick Jonas is not gay. Well, I'm just saying. But he got a nice body, though. But Sean Mendez is cute. He's from Toronto. He's Canadian. He's a little singer. That is not a good look. It's a good look. I would see. I could see her with Riz Ahmed. He's a, he's an actor. He's like thirty six. What's he acting? He was in the night of. He won an Emmy for that. Uh, anything else? Riz Ahmed. That's yes. not Rami Malek. No. Okay. No, but Riz Ahmed is cute. Look, look him up. Oh, I do know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would no. say. A little more age appropriate would be John Hamm, who's the actor from Mad Men. He's single. And Mariah likes her a white man. She does. If you noticed this list. <laughs> <laughs> and then sensibilities. Yes. So my ultimate choice though, who I'm gonna say who could be the best look for Mariah. Mm-hmm. They're very opposite, but at the same time, you could probably see it. Who? Lenny Kravitz. 
Pitch no. Yes. I, I get it in theory. In theory, in right? In theory, right? Because right? he's right. like this rock and roll mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. symbol. Yeah. And he's like edgy and rough and yes. hard. And she's this yes. glamour puss diva. Yes. And I think that they could balance mm-hmm. each other out. He's, he's a little yeah. rough around the edges. She's yeah. a little refined and extra. Mm-hmm. And I think that Lenny will put her, check her. Yeah. Put her in her place. She needs that. She needs that. She mm-hmm. like, she liked and that. And she probably like it. And I also feel like it would bring like, you know, some mulatto realness mm-hmm. to the situation because mm-hmm. they're both biracial. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, you know, know his mom was on the Jeffersons? Yes, his mom was on the Jeffersons. Yes. And did you know that when he was 15, he lived with Tina Marie? Really? Yes. You know her birthday was the other day. Yes, I okay. do. You know, she's right. my other diva of choice. <laughs> but um, my unsung diva. Well. But I, I see it. Okay. I get it. However, I do think that Mariah's type is actually like more a little Alex Rodriguez, a little okay. a little bit more refined. Okay. She I mean, she dated a billionaire and got what, five million dollars for wasting her motherfucking time. Yeah, I mean convenience she, that, fee. That that that's the definition <laughs> of reclaiming your time. Inconvenience fee, I mean. Yeah, this yeah. inconvenience fee, bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she likes a little bit more refined of a man. Okay. I don't know what she did with Nick Cannon. I just think he was just dicking her down really good. Uh, yeah. Because that, that to me just baffles my yeah. mind. But I think that, um, I think Mariah likes a little bit more refined of a okay. man. A little bit more hoity-toity. And I think that... She might need to switch it up. She, and I think she should switch life. it up. And I, I think that Lenny likes him. Elisa Bonet. <laughs> he likes like earth salt of the earth. Yeah. Meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, just Smell like doing incense. yoga. Smell like incense and yeah. oils. Mm-hmm. That's what he likes. He wants all of that. Mm, with them but I could see Lenny Kravitz being like Erica Badu's next conquest. No. But he's too light for he's, her. Yeah, he's not. He ain't, yeah. He's too light. Yeah, Erica mm-hmm. has some black issues with him. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> just bringing it full circle, <laughs> I could actually see because now you know mm-hmm. my potential new diva of choice is divorced and got a cute little settlement. Did they? Finalized? Yeah, they finalized the divorce oh, from Wasim. Uh-huh. He's from Qatar. He yes. was like some billionaire. Cutter. cutter mm-hmm. say well, when I was watching the Olympics and they had like the equestrian thing, mm-hmm. they kept saying cutter. cutter. I've heard yeah. it say cutter and Qatar. Okay. But you know, I just say Qatar because airways. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it, I've heard Are you cutter going to the World too. Cup in 2022? The who? The World Cup. Oh, for the soccer? Yeah. The FIFA? No, I don't do that. Oof. Like it's going to be hot that. out there. Uh-huh. I bet. But the men's. <laughs> the Eastern men's. <laughs> yes. But I think that, um, you know, she divorced him. She got a nice, like, she got, like, a billion dollars. Mm. Billions from okay. him. Uh, because the way they do their whole laws out mm-hmm. there in the mm-hmm. Middle East. Can she, like, stop being so covered up now? That's the thing. And that was the one thing that's holding me back from being her diva. She mm-hmm. walking around here in a whole burka looking yeah. hot. She doing all these dance moves. You can't even see her body she movements. Because like she in a whole sack. Yeah. In a burlap sack. It's too much, sis. Yeah. I think Janet needs to go on one of her infamous Janet diets. Mm-hmm. Get and that get six snatched. pack. Get snatched. And then come out there and, and, and throw on a leotard and show these girls Basically. like how to really do it. Okay. Okay. But I think that Lenny Kravitz would actually be a better match for Janet Jackson. I could see that more. Because they're both kind of like more. rocky, edgy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like their sex would be off the hook. Because you know Janet is a freak. Wow. You know, she had her little nipple gate with her little jewelry. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all might not know, you know, Lenny did some split. His dick popped out. He had a little <laughs> the cock leather ring. Pants. The leather pants. He, but he had his little, his little uh, penis jewelry. Yeah. That thing looked heavy, though. The jewelry or the thing? <laughs> <laughs> <Both>. <laughs> Yes, 
But um, I think that they would be a hot couple. I could see that more than him with Mariah. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. But Janet, girl, you better um call Lenny, girl. <laughs> call Lenny. Uh, best child. Let's move on to the next category. That was a fun one, though. Mm-hmm. Category is diva, original diva. The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, passed away last August. The music world has not been the same since, mm-hmm. and so you know they've been scrambling to like do tribute after tribute after tribute for her. This past weekend, they did an Aretha Franklin special concert. Okay. Grammy something. The Grammys. For well, the, the Grammys, Grammys did it. The Grammys did it, okay. yeah. In celebration of her legacy as, you know, such an icon in the music world. Right. And I watched it on Sunday. Did you watch it? I did not. I remember on Instagram, because social media ruins everything. Yeah. That people were like, in people I know in LA were mm-hmm. like, um, what's it called? Storying mm-hmm. or live streaming it on Instagram yeah, yeah. or whatever. In January. Yeah. So I remember it was happening because, mm-hmm. like, when they did that little lackluster ass tribute wow. at the Grammys, mm-hmm. I wasn't too upset because I was like, all right, well, we know the real thing's coming. Mm-hmm. But there was, I hadn't heard any promotion of it. Right. Right. Since it was like, mm-hmm. you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I wish it was out of my sight and my mind Ooh. on Sunday because it was the worst tribute I have ever seen in my life. Really? It was so boring. Aretha deserved better than that. Mm. Like, she really did. Mm. And I do not know who put it together, but it was just, for me, it was not good at all. all. Like, they had Alicia Keys. They had John Legend. I mean, they had Celine Dion. They had, like, some heavy-hitting names. But the performances, mm, they left a lot to be desired. But they're singing Aretha. No one can do Aretha like Aretha, right? (laughs) They can. I mean, they had Fantasia. They had Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Yeah, the tribute. Who are like their careers the, are basically just tribute singers at this much. point. I mean, they are literally <laughs> just glorified karaoke singers at this point because well, that's how they got their start. <laughs> True, they got their start singing other people's songs, and they, which is probably why their careers never really took off because we, when we were introduced to them, mm-hmm. they're singing basically cover songs right. on American Idol. Yeah, and. You know, they're like the queens of the funeral. Like, mm-hmm. any black person die, who you gonna call? Get Fantasia and get Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. on the phone. Straight up. Yeah. And it's like... Or like a Kennedy Center Honors. They do anything. they do award shows. They do award shows and tributes. And tributes. And, and so... And fumes. <laughs> so if y'all plan a fume, get Fantasia. They didn't bring any life or any mm-hmm. energy or anything new to the song. It was literally like... I'm going to sing the song exactly the way she sang it. Mm-mm. Or You have to put your own artistic you interpretation do, yeah, on it. Because yeah. you're not going to sing it like she sung yeah. it. Yeah. And they fail. It was just a fail uh. to me. Like, complete fail. Well, I don't know who had Alicia Keys do anything. <laughs> Honestly. I don't know who scheduled her to host them Grammys. I don't even know yeah. who... I mean, the girl's voice is shot. Gone. Yeah. yeah. It was horrible. You know. And they just needed... I would have... Rather, they just not do it. Has BET had their award show yet? I don't know. Because, you know, BET tried to come through with the Prince tribute when all of those were hard. Yeah, they did. But I think that uh-huh. BET might try to do something for Aretha. Aretha Franklin. My thing is just play all her old clips. Basically. Just do that. Just do that. 
And don't, but don't get a hologram though. The one thing BET did really well, which was the United Negro College Fund thing. Okay. They did a tribute to Aretha. I want to say, I forget the years, like maybe 2008 or 2009. And Uh she was sitting up in that balcony. She had like this blue feathery um, outfit. She Mm. looked like a scoop of like sherbet ice cream or something. And so that one was like, amazing because they had they had jennifer hudson again and she did um i never loved a man the Mm -hmm. way that i love you and they had um fantasia yeah and they had other people but those two performances i think they did two performances each and it was just amazing like they should have done that again basically or you want to put your own spin on it yeah yeah because that's how you really honor the person and i think that kind of if you're just going to do a regurgitation of their work, mm-hmm. it kind of almost is symbolic that like their work has no existence in the future right. or can't really grow mm-hmm. or, or, or move on. But mm-hmm. I think that when you take a work that's been done by Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. and you still honor its integrity and mm-hmm. keep it what it was, but yeah. you put your own spin on it, it kind of gives a message symbolically that she will live on in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that was deep. <laughs> Sorry. Good for you. Because that just came to me like that. Yeah. This might be very morbid hopping on the categories Mm -hmm. but i was very upset and shocked because um as many of you may know speaking of aretha franklin Mm -hmm. i am a jeopardy fan Mm -hmm. i like to be home i like to watch my jeopardy i'll record it i'll watch it back i always answer in the form of a question (laughs) because if you do not then you do not win right alex trebek Mm. so sad shocking he was diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer what is devastation to the nation that is yeah category is (laughs) devastation to the nation honestly it's devastation he's a he is a American icon yeah we used to watch he's an American treasure yeah we watched Jeopardy every night as a family and that that was our thing yeah it comes on at Mm 7 down south it comes on at 7.30 because ABC News comes on Mm -hmm. with David Muir used to be auntie uh diane uh, at 6 30 but yeah. no comes on at seven okay and then america's game will of fortune uh, yeah it's the opposite down, so. oh, okay mm-hmm. but yeah i'm just so sad you know because mm-hmm. he came out and i mean i'm not trying to be pessimistic at all and i'm oh. going to be I, I send up prayers mm-hmm. for mr trebek and i want him to do well but the reality of the matter is that pancreatic cancer is a very very hard cancer to treat and mm-hmm. to beat um it's a Aretha, yeah, and she, she and she fought it for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and I hope that Alex can too. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you know, what's the quality of life that you're gonna have and yeah. stuff like that. But it's just, you know, he said I'm gonna finish out my three year contract. I'm like, you know what, Alex, just quit. And honestly, don't do, don't, don't put, no, just end the show. Honestly, because I'm not gonna say end the show, mm-hmm. but there needs to be like a um, a hiatus. Yeah, like there should be a six yeah. month to a year where just Jeopardy's not. Not there. Not there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm. Don't just try to slide somebody in there new because you know what? I do want to say something. Um, I'm also I'm an old white lady, <laughs> and you know, you know, you know. One of my favorite favorite programs. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you might not watch it, but it's uh, on Sunday morning. It's called Sunday oh, morning. Oh, Sunday morning with that CBS. old white lady. Yeah. Well, no. Jane Pauley. Well, before Jane Pauley, oh, it was um, morally safer. So before Jane Pauley, it, was, it was, was George Osgood. Oh, and before that was Morley. I don't know who that is. <laughs> all, all my life, uh-huh. it has been George Osgood. Mm-mm, you ain't that young, bitch. Yes. Um, I don't, maybe Morley did one of the segments, like um, 
what, what is that Rebecca, no, not Rebecca Romaine. She used to be an MTV VJ. On, she used to do the MTV News, the blonde lady. Mm. Yes, you'd know who I'm talking about. Serena Alshul. I don't know her. She used to do MTV News. Let me see. Her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, it's it's an old, it's an old-timey program, but mm-hmm. I love Sunday morning waking up, having a cup of coffee or putting on a pot of coffee and just watching Sunday morning because mm-hmm. you just, it's uplifting positive stories. You get good information and you just like, a good way to start your week with like fun art, technology, information stories. Mm-hmm. But when George Osgood announced that he was. He died? No, he was just oh. retiring. He okay. was just very old. And it was like, who are they gonna put in? It was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're gonna do Moraka. They're gonna do like, you know, mm-hmm. like the gay guy. But they put in Jane Pauly because she's it's just, too old. But she's just also boring. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Give, Alex Trebek has hosted this iconic game show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's how I learned all through education, like my whole educational background. Mm-hmm. Like we played Jeopardy in elementary school. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I think they should just, in he, honor to, if, if he passes while still doing the show, uh-huh. I hate to speak that way. Yeah. I think they should just like let the show rest for like three to six months and then come back with like new graphics and like just totally revamp it. They really have to change it completely or just not have it anymore because... He's too iconic and central to the right. game. Right. And I think that for you know how many generations he's been doing this, and so people will have a hard time connecting. So yeah, they do need to either take a break for a while, right, and like com- come back with a completely new concept, or just not do it anymore. It's gonna be sad, but I mean, I don't think I think they can still keep the the, the game. You know, as is uh-huh. with you know the the double jeopardy or the um, no 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 daily double mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> double jeopardy is they do double something jeopardy too. yeah but yeah. it's just like they can still do the but make it kind of fresh just they yeah. need a whole new set they need a new set they need to they do need, something they need new music do, 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 no they have to keep that they can keep it but yeah. they can kind of like put like a trap beat like on the, it or something <laughs> right you know like just bring it current yeah 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 but I mean. I, I'm just I'm very sad because I do yeah. like Alex Trebek, but I'll yeah. be praying for him mm-hmm. and I hope that he beats this. And um, just take care of yourself. Yeah. Pray All him. right, child. Well, that was our categories for the week. Yeah. Let's get into this listener letter. This week's listener letter is from Barbara. <laughs> Dear category is I love your show. I'm a 33 year old graphic designer from San Francisco. Okay. I've been seeing a guy for about five months. We have a connection. We're in similar creative fields, Mm -hmm. so we click on that level initially. It's really casual, but kind of not at the same time. I didn't want to be that typical girl. I wanted to develop organically without the pressure of labels. Mm -hmm. We see each other about once or twice a week. The sex is great in all capitals. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we even skip work to spend the entire day together. (laughs) Girl child, no. (laughs) Never. How many sick days you got? I know. What's your PTO looking like? Um, I know Maurice is going to judge me and say that's a bit much. (laughs) Which it is. He puts it down. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. A few weeks ago, I went to happy hour with one of my homegirls. We're having drinks, laughing, joking... And about three drinks in, the guy comes into the bar with another girl. (laughs) Of course, my friend group was pissed. And my one homegirl wanted to fight or at least spill her drink on that bitch. But I played it cool, (laughs) made eye contact, and acted unbothered while they held hands and snuggled in the banquette. Oh, wow. Apparently, he was unbothered too because he ghosted me for over a week. (laughs) 
When we finally met up again, he thanked me for not making a scene and said that the girl was his girlfriend, but they have been apart over the past year and a half. Oh. Catch. <laughs> and broke up a few days after I saw them. Oh, wow. He said they'd been together for about four years, but there was just never the right time to break up because of the holidays, vacations, family functions, etc. He also said I shouldn't be mad because I never really asked if he was single and whether, wait, I never really asked if he was single and we never officially DTR'd. That means define the relationship. Yeah. Uh, My friend Kendra told me that. I do not know what that is. Yeah. It's a thing. DTR. DTR. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's where you have the conversation like, so what are we? Are you my boyfriend? Like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know people have those conversations, but I guess they do. <laughs> he said he still wants to see each other, okay. but he needs a little space because he's newly single. <laughs> Girl. A red flag. He blocked me on Instagram. <laughs> red flag. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm giving commentary. I read the letter. I just can't help myself. My friend said she saw he created a profile on Tinder. Wow. Red flag. Do his actions make any sense? No. Should I make a fake tinder and swipe right to see what he talking about <laughs> what are your thoughts woman to woman okay girl we not women we menses but we still gonna give you these gay ass menses thoughts hello Shirley this is Barbara <laughs> what is that from it's from this old song called woman to woman oh woman to woman yes yeah, you know yes. the song okay yes, yes. I would have let you know this is my, my man. man I take care of him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know that song Yes. I found your number in his pocket because I want you to know I do his laundry. A mess. And um, I bought his car. Barbara, thanks for writing in. Um, girl, you can't be that dumb. Like, this sex is not that good mm-hmm. that you are losing all of your common sense right now. Like, girl, first off, why are you taking days off of work to have sex? Number one. Number two... This man don't want to be with you. <laughs> he don't. He told you as much. And showed you as much. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no way that he's been in a relationship for four years and says that they grew apart over the past year and a half. No, ma'am. And you've been seeing him for the past, what, five months? I mean, and I think by seeing him, she just means sleeping with him. Because it just seems like... They don't go out. Right. To me, that's what it seems like. That y'all skipping work to stay at home. Sure. And have sex. And she says, we see each other about once or twice a week. She doesn't say anything about, we go on dates or we go to the play or right. we go, you know, to the museum or things like that. You're his little secret. And that's how he want to keep it. Clearly. And so, when <laughs> ran into you at the bar, you messed his whole thing up. And he was like, uh-oh, now what am I going to do? Right. So, I mean... He's back on Tinder, so I mean, he could have broken up with this girl, mm-hmm. but doubtful. Um, I would just say, don't disrespect yourself by settling for someone who doesn't want to be with you, right? And I think that you know, I mean, he's showing you that he doesn't want to be with you, he blocks you on Instagram, so he doesn't want you to see, like, I guess what he's posting or what's going on in his life. The other chicks he on dates with. 
<laughs> basically, he tells you that he needs a little space because he's newly single. He's trying to fuck other girls. Uh, pretty much. And then he throws it back on you by saying, you can't get mad at me for doing all of this because we never had a conversation to DTR. But you knowingly withheld that key information. Right. Because this is my thing. Mm -hmm. Barbara girl, you're uh, 33. And um, Mm -hmm. you live in an expensive city. It is really expensive in San Francisco. Um, Ain't no way... If after four years of dating, mm-hmm. they're not cohabitating. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. At 33, we're trying to reduce these bills because the student loans are half D. They, yeah. You know, or you just, I mean, I, I don't know most well, heterosexual couples mm-hmm. or even, or gay, even couples gay couples who are in their early to mid 30s because mm-hmm. you never said his age. Right. I'm just assuming. Assuming they're probably, yeah. Um, After four years, we moving in. Yeah. I mean, well before that, usually. Mm-hmm. At least I would think. Four years would be like definitely. You, I mean, is that fair? I would say so. So yeah. I think that maybe you know maybe they weren't, but again, like no, I don't see that. to dissolve it to me, it's just that's that's a red flag. But mm-hmm. again, clearly he's saying through his through through his omissions mm-hmm. or the, the words that he's not saying are that he doesn't want to be with you, and Basically. through his conduct and through his actions, he's saying he doesn't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do commend you for not making Make a, scene a scene in the bar. Yeah, good for you, girl. Because. That just would have like debased yourself yeah. even further. Yeah, I think that you played it really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, whatever. You made you made that eye contact. You let that motherfucker mm-hmm. know. No, you see me. I see you. Mm-hmm. You see me. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're not gonna embarrass her and him, and more importantly, more yourself. So, you're not gonna embarrass yourself. Yeah. You know, for what? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, he said he don't want to be with you, um, because <laughs> he's newly single. Right. But like again, my thing is they broke. They were together for four years and they got mm-hmm. back together. But now he's single again. My thing is, is I, I feel like when you were someone for four years, mm-hmm. you don't just break up like that. Yeah, like it's not that um fickle. Right, it's right. like we gonna go through counseling. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's it's, it's a process yeah. to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Right, he's just out here. From what it seems to me, he's probably two time a homegirl. Mm-hmm. Got this Tinder, mm-hmm. trying to get all this. These girls that he can get. Yeah. And you was just another one of his conquests. I got and ladies, I know that you said the sex was great. <laughs> All caps. Right. Tony Tiger. <laughs> you know, Frosted Flakes. Right. But yeah. penis is abundant. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, a lot of people put a lot of weight on the penis. Well... <laughs> Some of them be heavy. Girl. They be hefty. <laughs> Lenny. Lenny. And that's and you know, and 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 the penis is a powerful thing and it can make you make poor life choices. Do you remember that they that lady on YouTube, her name was Alexis something? Yeah, she was like a preacher or something. Yeah. Yes. The power of the penis. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I understand, ladies. But at thirty three, we need to start kind of harnessing um your own feminine power and really just kind of like mitigating that foolishness. Now, if you were 23, 25, writing in this letter, I would be giving you totally different advice. Okay, I get You know, that. but you're, you're a woman of 33. Mm-hmm. I mean, no shade to you. I don't know if you have children or not, but mm-hmm. if you're looking to get married and have children, TikTok. Well. On the clock. Kesha. I mean, you know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. There's medical intervention. Right. Lots of women are having children at later stages yeah, because exactly. you know we have to live our lives i get that mm-hmm. but i mean sis we need to be focused here and it's clear well 
dude ain't down for her straight up. That's Basically, just what it is. That's, yeah. And it's it's no it's no way to pussyfoot around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is you had a nice five months. Yeah. You got dick down good. Down. You wasted some of your PTO. <laughs> but you know, you can get all that back. It's going to accrue. It's going to accrue. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But what you can't get back is necessarily the time. And five months is not a lot it's of time not, to waste. Yeah, you no. had fun. Chalk mm-hmm. it up to that. Mm-hmm. But move forward, learning from this. Right. And be a little bit more focused. Be a little bit more focused. Be a little bit more observant. And be a little bit more... Hmm, what's the word? Respect. Right. And I think that, like you said earlier, if you show someone in a relationship that you will allow them to disrespect you, mm-hmm. they are going to continue to right. disrespect you throughout the course of the relationship. Right. So the foundation of the relationship mm-hmm. shit anyway. Yeah. So just recognize it for what it is. Yeah. You know, have a day, you know, um, grieve that dick and <laughs> know that you will find another love. Yes. I find enough, enough, enough. That's Alice Smith's song. You know, because you're worth it. And he don't have a right to do that to you. Right. But you also have to set your boundaries and enforce them Mm -hmm. and move on. So best of luck, Barbara. Update us. Let us know what's going on with that. We're thinking of you. (laughs) So now let's get into I I said said what what I I said. This week... I'm just talking um, about a topic that's kind of like I've, has been more prevalent in social media. Okay. I feel like a lot of my issues are with social they media. Are. But I think that so much of our lives in this world now mm-hmm. takes place on social media. That's true. Yeah. It takes place um, in projecting an image mm-hmm. that we want the world to perceive us mm-hmm. as. We kind of have like this like duality. Mm-hmm. It's like the real person mm-hmm. and the perceived person, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like, that yeah. ooh, <laughs> I think that a lot of people are getting caught up in it. And the one thing I love, and you know, you're about to travel. I've done some travel. We mm-hmm. won't do a travel episode. So we should. We yeah. really should because we got to talk about our escapades. Yeah. In uh, across the globe, trotting. <laughs> but I do love to see Black people traveling, mm-hmm. and I love to see Black people going to you know not just the Caribbean, but like Jamaica, Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. but like to like far away lands, mm-hmm. like to Japan, yeah. to Europe, to parts of Africa, to like you know. Just really in South America, really yeah. getting out there yeah. and seeing the world. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's no other way to kind of really gain perspective mm-hmm. and to grow and to challenge yourself as a human being yeah. than through travel. True. I truly support yeah, it. Expose it just, yourself to different cultures and different environments. Right. And just everything. It's so, travel is just amazing. Yeah. But I think that when we travel, and I'm seeing a certain trend, you know, and I think that this trend might be fueled. And again, I understand that access to travel costs money. Mm-hmm. And I understand there's serious barriers to access, especially historically for black people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even only 30% of Americans even have passports, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. So I think that, you know, I love when I see black people traveling, mm-hmm. especially like like Antarctica, Iceland, oh, cold places, mm-hmm. you know, not just typical places. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, black people, when we travel, I'm mm-hmm. seeing this trend now where I don't know if people are getting these little, um, what do you call uh, glitch flights to Dubai because that <laughs> happened a couple years. Everybody was in oh Dubai my God. for a Everybody moment. Everybody went to Dubai on oh, some glitch flight. Yeah, it was a, a and it was like ten to the room mm-hmm. at like the the Abu Dhabi Best uh, Western. Best Western. <laughs> and you Super know, eight. it was like you know. I think that some people again, and everyone has the right to travel in I their guess. own way mm-hmm. and connect with the world how they so choose. Right. But I find a problem in a tr- in a trend again mm-hmm. that people are kind of doing what I will call photo op 
tourism. Okay. And it especially hurts me because I think that, you know, black people, Mm -hmm. when we go to other countries, you need to really kind of humble yourself Mm -hmm. and be respectful, Mm -hmm. be understanding of that culture culture, and some of its social mores Mm -hmm. and um, traditions that may be different from our own. Right. And really try to immerse yourself Mm -hmm. because I think that's how you took away the most of that travel experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also in being respectful is not being exploitative of the people who reside there. Because I think Mm -hmm. that as Americans, we are very privileged in many senses. We have a very powerful passport that can take us basically anywhere in the world. And we have lots of, you know, when we travel to other places, people perceive us to have money and be wealthy and Mm -hmm. we have certain access. But I think that with travel, there comes a certain responsibility. Right. And I'm increasingly see people go to foreign countries Mm -hmm. and then they're like, want to use people, not use the scenery, because if you want to take a picture in front of this mountain or in front of this monument or in front of this landmark, fine, be my guest, go ahead, right? Mm -hmm. Because those are just... um, artificial or they're not actually real things but they represent that country i'm Mm -hmm. not mad at that but what i do get upset is when i see people use specifically people of color in lesser developed or underdeveloped countries as props within their photo op tourism so i thought it was called misery tourism well i think i'm it might be called misery tourism Mm -hmm. because i have seen that and Mm -hmm. it's like you know where People will like go to some country mm-hmm. or some city in Africa and take a you know a whole bunch of pictures with all the poor black children, or they'll tour like the um the uh, what do they call it in Johannesburg? I don't know. Well, they'll tour like the ghettos and they're t- they'll tour mm-hmm. the, um, like, the like, like the favelas in Brazil, in Brazil yeah. and they'll uh, you know they people run tours mm-hmm. to go see how the how poor people live mm-hmm. in poverty yeah and people don't understand that the, the global economic structure mm-hmm. that allows you to live in privilege mm-hmm. is keeping these people in poverty yeah. to a certain extent and i'm not necessarily even talking about that because okay. i do think that that is a problem mm-hmm. but it's like you know all these i see a lot of women do it more so than men at least that's how i observe it over instagram okay but like you know they'll go they'll be in in Thailand mm-hmm. and they'll like you know have on you know some fashion Nova outfit mm-hmm. and I think a lot of women are just out here trying to live their America's Next Top Model fantasy well, yeah. and girl feel your fantasy mm-hmm. and feel it on the beach feel it in front of that temple <laughs> feel it wherever but mm-hmm. I just get a little upset when you use actual people mm-hmm. as a prop you know so like they'll be in Thailand and they'll be with some woman and she'll have on like this you know quintessential hat and they'll mm-hmm. be like you know, like she'll just be like a background in their in their okay. shot, and to okay. me, it's really a, offensive. And again, I think that if you're using that person to like highlight their story, mm-hmm. kind of like you ever like see uh, humans in New York, like that Instagram I've page or that it. book yeah. where like, he takes pictures of actual people, then tells their story. Mm-hmm. That is different, okay. right? Because you're humanizing that person and mm-hmm. relating that person. But when that person is just a prop in your photo shoot. It's really hurtful. And people oftentimes do it with children because children seem to be cute. So they're Uh like, oh, here's all the poor children who are actually out here trying to sell their little Uh wares and goods Uh to to feed their families or to send their sister to school Mm -hmm. or get medical, um, you know, treatment for their grandmama. And you're like, oh, let me take a picture with these little, you know, and it's just, Mm -hmm. to me, it seems very irresponsible and it seems very um, exploitative. Okay. So my question is, are these people doing offensive or demeaning poses? Are they like 
making fun of the people they're taking pictures with or not is it even, just that they me, are they taking pictures specifically of them or are the people posting it in the photo also this might be too conceptual of and i said what i said okay but I, it's for me it's not i don't have a problem with you taking pictures of people but mm-hmm. i do all oh, this is also a pet peeve of mine if you want to take a picture of someone, you always ask permission. Yep, permission I yeah. hate when people take a picture of me. Unless it's people of Walmart. What? You never seen people of Walmart? No, what is that? Oh my gosh. It's these people who take like candid photos of the things they see in Walmart. It's oh. like, you know, people looking yeah. a mess and stuff. I, don't know. I think it's very rude. Unless you're like on a red carpet or somewhere where you know that like there's going to be mm-hmm. photographs taken of you. I think that you should, even if like I'm at like mm-hmm. off the red carpet and into the event... It's, it's kind to ask someone mm-hmm. if you can take a picture. But what I see is, like, people are doing a full-on pa- fashion pose, hands yeah. on hips, leaning, uh-huh. like, angles, light. And then they're, like, leaning on some kid. Like, like oh, literally yeah, using the person as a prop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a um support. Yeah. Supporting yeah. cast okay. to, to bring color or to bring movement it, like it's not like people like hunched over smiling with mm-hmm. kids where okay. they're brought in it's almost like they're in they're in the front on the mm-hmm. foreground the children in the background oftentimes there's this juxtaposition where they are dressed to the nines mm-hmm. and the people are not right you know they're dressed very poorly yeah. it's and i i it, it happens a lot in fashion mm-hmm. and i think that i don't like it because mm-hmm. it seems exploitative in nature but yeah, I see, a, I do it's... see a lot on Instagram, especially uh-huh. on a lot of black travel pages that uh, I follow. On the black one? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So I thought you were speaking about um, this phenomenon. It's called misery tourism. And so this couple got called out because they took a trip to the Congo. I saw it for their wedding The wedding photos. photos, yeah. And they have like the picture of these guys holding up guns, mm-hmm. you know, artillery, like, rifles at them. And right. then this chick is, like, walking down the street in, like, a wedding dress. And then there's, like, a volcano or something. Mm. And they're, like, on their knees looking like they're begging for mercy. So right. I thought you meant that. But I think that tourism in general is all about the photo op. It's all about... I've been to many places, and mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to... You know, like have this photo. Everyone's trying to create these fantasies. Exactly, but the thing, (laughs) but the purpose of social media, like you've said many times, is like to portray this fantasy of you know, I'm in this place, I'm glamorous, and you know, this is my backdrop. And so when people, they kind of dehumanize. Like people actually live there, right? Like. That's not a prop. That's someone's mother. You right. know, that's someone's child. That's someone's cat or whatever. But when we as Americans feel so entitled and we feel so superior and we feel so, you know, just... Do it for the gram. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. But I see what you mean. And I hate when... It's just, it's, to me, it's not, it's not a major that. thing. To me, it's just in poor taste. It is very poor taste. Very, very poor that's taste. That's all. Mm-hmm. But I said what I said. All right. That's a lot. So my I said what I said for this week is also a lot. Um, and I kind of touched on this earlier when we were talking about the Michael Jackson documentary and then the R. Kelly documentary and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I just think that I am documentaried out. Mm. Like, I can't anymore. <laughs> and it just seems like... You know, we live in this documentary culture now where 
is almost not about the facts anymore. It's about how shocking it can be. Right. And I think that, you know, now we just subsist on how shocking can this soundbite be? And Gail King said she interviewed R. Kelly for over like 90 minutes or something like that. Really? Like a long time. Yeah. And they only played like 10 minutes of the interview. And soundbite culture. Yeah. And so they picked, you know, the most egregious the most offensive the most you know buzzworthy moments of the interview to piece together and so it's like how much of this you know is the whole story how much of this is edited down to what you think is going to get the most likes the most retweets the most memes because you know we do that too like how much engagement are you focused on and how much are you focused on that instead of the the story that's because sensationalism right. is just yeah. easier. Yeah. It's sexier. It's more I fun. Guess. It doesn't require you to actually think yeah. and do work. Yeah. With the Michael Jackson, it's like, how graphic can we get? And with R. Kelly, it's like, how much can we get? And so when Art, when Gail was asking those women, you know, all these intimate details of their mm-hmm. sexual relationships, and the girl was like, I'm not telling you that. Like, that's my right. business. Like. As a woman, I think you would want, you know, you would appreciate privacy. And so when she kind of went back, came back at Gail to say, like, would, you know, would you think it's okay if someone's asking you these private questions? Mm -hmm. Like, no, you can't ask me how many times we have sex and who we have sex with and what we do when we have sex. Like, no, that was to me, Gail trying to get a soundbite to put, you know, on social media or wherever. So they can get more likes and attention. I think it was a relevant question. I don't. I mean, on some level, maybe, but I don't. I just think it was, you know, either let me get this nasty information so get I can get all up in your business. Or let me get you riled up enough that you have this reaction to my question. And then we can post that. Because, oh. like you said, all week they were posting clips and they were posting clips. And every clip they posted was essentially the whole interview and you didn't gain any new information you didn't really gain any insight into like the actual story it was just like what clip is going to be the most outrageous right and i don't i just think that you know journalism has gone down and these documentaries were not learning anything and people just really want to be sensationalized and you know yeah it's funny and yeah, it's sensational until it's not. And so what it's doing is is desensitizing us to, you know, when there is a, a victim that, you know, yeah, her story might not be as outlandish as some of this other stuff that's going on. But, well, I can't believe that because, mm-hmm. girl, that's all that happened. Like, right. what's the real story? And so I just feel like it's doing kind of a disservice to the culture. It's just going to get turned into a meme. It's just going to get turned into a Saturday Night Live skit. It was funny. It was funny. (laughs) Leslie Jones and what's the fat boy? Keenan Thompson. Keenan, yeah. They killed it. But, I mean, other than that, it's just like, you know, it started with, like, we had the Fire Festival documentary. And the only thing you remember from that is what? The guy guy sucking sucking dick dick for water. water. Yeah. And then, it's, right, but that's I think sex in its very nature is scandalous and sensationalized. Okay, but, but there's an American history that's based in that. I mean, 
Bill Clinton. You know, okay. it's, I mean, it's just, that's just kind of it's 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 lo, it's low hanging fruit. It's mm-hmm. easy, but I think that I do think that given the R. Kelly interview, that it was a valid question. I think that Gail would have missed her journalistic opportunity if she had not asked that question. Okay. I do think that Asriel was within her right to decline. <laughs> to, to... Where is Gargamel? All week, people have been asking me, "Did you watch the R. Kelly? Did you watch the Michael Jackson?" And I didn't watch either one because it, it was just too much. And I just didn't think I was going to gain anything that we either didn't mm-hmm. already know or didn't already hear. And I felt like the story is just going to be sensationalized anyway. So don't ask me to watch because I won't. Right. And don't ask me to care because I don't. And I said what i said okay child well let's get into tens 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 across the board because we like to end on a positive note. yes let's lift it up yes so my tens this week is going to the wildlife world zoo in litchfield park arizona if you guys have been following the news recently there was a woman who was attacked by a jaguar <laughs> <laughs> at this zoo and so this lady jumped across a barrier and tried to get her photo op moment, mm. like Justin was just talking about, right. with a real live jaguar. So the jaguar was being a jaguar. <laughs> and so Doing what jaguars what do. What they do. And this chick jumped in the enclosure trying to get a selfie, and it grabbed her. I know that's right. <laughs> And it was trying to pull her through the fence. Boundaries. Respect Respect boundaries. people's boundaries. And so... And Jaguar showed you it was not a prop. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, so the lady had, like, deep, like, claw injury to her forearm or her arm or something. Like lacerations? It was lacerations because it dug its claws it, into her. It did what Jaguars do. Basically. Yeah. And so, you know, it took a, a lot of people to, like get the jaguar distracted they threw like a bottle of water or something into she the climb over it was some kind of barrier i do not know but there was like a fence mm-hmm. and so she was i guess close enough to the fence that the jaguar could like reach through it Got and it. that's how it grabbed her her forearm mm. and so you know they had to call ems and like everything and she had some deep non-life-threatening wounds but you know the people were up in arms like they need to you know, put the Jaguar down and they need to do all of this. No. And I'm like, no, she clearly like violated the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so... Didn't something like this happen a few years ago with the gorilla and the baby? The gorilla and the boy, yeah. 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 They killed that gorilla, right? Yeah, because I think in that situation, I think the kid fell. Right. Um, But still, you know, this one was a lot more intentional. She was a grown woman. And And she's a grown woman. And so the Wildlife World Zoo put out a statement. They said they are not going to euthanize this jaguar. I know that's right. They said the lady violated the boundaries that were already established for the protection and safety of their visitors. So, mm-hmm. you know, this lady thought she was going to get... And for the protection and safety of the animals. Of the animals as well. You know, so she thought she was going to get a selfie with Battle Cat and... <laughs> That Jaguar said, no, ma'am. No, ma'am, not today. <laughs> not, today. not on today. She got what's coming to it. She better yes. not try to sue that zoo neither. She can't, no. Because it was assumption of the risk. Yeah. I mean, common sense. Basically. 
Ugh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's fleeting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my tens for the week goes to. Um, it's actually kind of personal for me. It's and I, it's something. Really? It's a cause. It's really important to me. Um, some of you may not know, but I used to swim competitively. Um, all throughout high school when I was mm-hmm. a swimmer, I was like a fish to water. Um, like I swam, swam, you know, not frolicked, but like, like for real, swam. for real swam, okay. like, you know, Michael, Fe- Michael Phelps, Cullen well, Jones, not well, not, not, not quite Michael <laughs> Phelps type swimming, but actual like sh- strokes okay. competition. And I did that. It was really, really good at mm-hmm. it. Um, but there's not many black people that there's swim, yeah. let alone swim competitively. Mm-hmm. And I do want to get, well, black people can't swim. Black people. Okay. Well, there's historical reasons as to right. as to why there's this idea or belief that black people can't swim, mm-hmm. but it's also lack of access. Mm-hmm. But well, that's a whole nother that's discussion. But I do want to honor and give my tens to speak to Olympic gold medalist Simone Manuel. Oh. She won two gold medals and two civil medals at the Brazil yeah. uh, Rio Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's yeah, the first yeah. African American woman mm-hmm. woman yeah. to win a gold medal in swimming and. I remember when I used to swim, it was funny because I swam and I ran track. And whenever I would swim against like another black boy, mm-hmm. I was like, I got it. Because it ain't many of us. So yeah. I felt like I was the best black swimmer out there. But what, you. But like when I ran against like a white boy and uh-huh. hurdles, I was like, I got this. Because it's just like who dominates that sport. Right, right. But, um, you know, they're very similar sports if you think about it. They're just racing. They're um, not team sports, except they just okay. take place on water and on land. Okay. But, I mean, she won her gold medals in the 100-meter freestyle, the 4-by-100-meter um, medley, mm-hmm. uh, the 50-meter free, and the 4-by-100-meter free relay. Really? Okay. And um, Simone is partnering with LeBron James in his I Promise School in Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. to provide students with free swim lessons. Oh. And I think that this is a cause that's really important to me because... Um, you know, that is a stereotype that black people can't swim, but some mm-hmm. stereotypes are oftentimes based in truth. And uh, black children are five times more likely to drown, to drown yeah. uh, than their white um, counterparts. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, even if you can't or if you have no desire to be a uh, competitive swimmer mm-hmm. and learn different strokes and race, I do think that swimming is a life skill. Yeah. And I think that everyone should know at least safety swim skills so that they can tread water uh, do a sidekick, you know, in, 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 at least in a pool setting because natural bodies of water yeah. are a different monster. Uh, yeah. But at least that they can, you know, save themselves in a artificial water setting. Okay. She's providing free swim lessons uh, in partnership with the USA Swimming Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to help a lot of black students. And you can check out a lot. Um, it's going to be a week-long camp where mm-hmm. the kids come. They learn swimming, safety swimming, and Hopefully, this will open up a lot of opportunities for children to get, black children specifically, to get more involved in competitive swimming. It's only a week? Well, it's a week-long program, mm-hmm. but it's also, she's also offering continuing learning and foundation. Oh. It starts with, like, a, a camp. Okay. And then it's going to go into continued lessons mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year. Is she providing perms for after the... Ooh! Now, listen. Get you a good... <laughs> now, this is how you do it, girls. Black girls. The trick is, uh-huh. you want to, you got to double up... On your um, swim caps. The caps, okay. Latex underneath, mm-hmm. silicone on top. Okay. That's how you do it. Or no, 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 I'm, I lied. Wow. I think it's it's silicone because it doesn't pull at the root. Okay. So you put the silicone one on first, mm-hmm. and then you put the latex one on top of that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you have to you have to do the double. You don't do that with other double things. Double wrap. Double wrap the hair mm-hmm. when you go swimming. Okay. All right, so 
Thanks so much for listening to Category, Category is. is. Remember to like, rate, and, and subscribe, subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and, and Spotify. Spotify. Make sure to follow us on all things social media at Category, Category is Pod, Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to write us a listener letter, a comment, suggestion, or even give us a category at categoryispod at gmail.com. Thanks for spending another week with us. Go get you a shamrock shake. Yeah, shamrock shake. Everybody be Irish. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.